Hi there, I'm Tony Reese, and welcome to another episode of Thriving Chaos with Marcy Talker. Hi, Marcy. Hello. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Good. So I understand that in today's episode, you're going to talk to us about trauma-informed parenting. Yes. So for those of us who don't know what that means, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. Do you know what it means? Have I you ever don't. heard of it? <laughs> I, I, I think from you I have, but I'm, I mean from the name, trauma-informed parenting, I could take a good guess, but... I'd rather know. Well, I hadn't heard of it either um, through school or really anywhere um, until I became a foster parent and I was really lost. Okay. Um, And doing typical consequence type, you know, and earn reward, take away things with the kids wasn't working. Um, And... I discovered because I was so lost, trauma-informed parenting, which is parenting from the perspective of understanding how trauma affects the brain and that we accidentally are sending different messages with to kids that have experienced trauma with regular parenting techniques. And that doesn't mean that they're wrong, but... If a child has experienced trauma, that has changed their brain. Research-wise, you can look at it. It's changed their brain. It's changed the way that they, they process things. Well, I think there's – obviously, trauma is a key word here. But I think what you have just said, the one of the most important words in this is informed. Mm-hmm. So would I – if I am thinking of getting into foster care, I would imagine – that I need to be informed of what that trauma is so that I can be parenting differently? Well, yes and no. Okay. So I think it can be very important to know what the trauma was. I don't think it's necessary. I think with a lot of these kids, with with all of us, some of us don't even know the trauma that we've experienced or we know bits and pieces. But what we can be sure of is that it's affected the brain in a certain way, especially when you have a child coming into your home and the phone call you get before is that it's a girl and they give you an age. And you're like, okay, any other information? Oh, that here's the name. When can you pick them up? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so plus everybody, kids and adults, are not necessarily ready to look at their trauma. So even if we do know what the trauma is, while it would affect some of our parenting, especially with watching triggers and things like that, they might not be ready to talk about it. So we may not need to know what the trauma is, but we should assume because they are in the foster care system that there has been trauma. Yeah, yeah. and trauma can be... You know, you can have a child that ends up in the system because their family, they were they were in a car accident and their parents passed away and there's no family. And that in itself is a trauma and switching, having to leave home is a trauma and having to leave school is a trauma. So you can have a child that has this picture perfect, whatever that is, growing up in family structure and then something happens and that changes and they have to move and that itself. But it it all 
a lot of it presents in our brain in the same way. Um, so it's really just, I take it as the informed part being us understanding how trauma affects the brain, being informed what is trauma, how it affects the brain, and how we will have a better outcome, usually, mm -hmm. if we understand that so we can do things a little differently. Okay, that's a really good point. I want to make sure that this is really clear. So the trauma-informed does not mean informing and being informed of what the trauma was. It means that my parenting, I have to understand how trauma, and, and be informed of how trauma impacts the brain. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. so it's not specific to this person or, or event, but it is how it impacts the brain so that I can adjust my parenting accordingly. Yeah, yeah, and there's certain specific things that you might have never been told that you see are, bring up a trauma response um, that are triggers that then you like would find out based on trial and error and you would adjust that way too but knowing exactly especially if you if you get bringing a newborn home from the hospital if their the pregnancy was stressful the mom was using drugs or under a lot of stress there was a lot of chaos that the baby was hearing in the womb that that baby was born with brain changes already and you don't know you don't know what they are you know you don't know what but that's they've still there's still trauma there so that and you wouldn't know because it's a little baby <laughs> so i would imagine going through this podcast series that you are going to be giving examples and stories of you know what trauma informed parenting looks like and what it the pros and you know the pros of knowing this in advance versus not knowing it in advance yeah. right yeah but if you were for this particular episode since you're just introducing this to us would you say that this is something that is a common knowledge for parenting in the in the foster system is this something no. that we you just are you're in you're informed about i mean how do we know how do we find out you don't and i think Often you don't. Um, I can't speak for everybody, but, and I think that then we have struggles with our kids that maybe we wouldn't have if if we were parenting from a trauma-informed perspective, which is why I would love to see it part of some type of course, not just for foster parents, but for the workers in all of the agencies as well, including the county workers. Um, just because we work with trauma and are exposed to individuals with trauma, unfortunately doesn't mean that we understand how it affects the brain. From a very basic level, and again, I know you're going to give us more information, from a very basic level, I am looking to get into fostering, right, and take children into my home. Can you give me a basic example of what I would be looking for? Well, so if you think of a normal consequence like a kid being sent to their room mm -hmm. I mean that's not that's normal right well that's a regular thing you do we, this and you go to your room that's that's not happen all the time that's not household. wrong <laughs> at all it's yeah. not bad or wrong right if you send a child to their room that has been bounced around or not with their family anymore even if you're their first placement we're sending a different message. We're not sending the message we're intending, which is you cannot act like this, so go to your room or whichever. 
the message that that child is receiving is they don't want me anyway. I'm bad. I'm alone. So they're not getting what we're trying to. They're not connecting their behavior with the consequence at all because they have this trauma response that's triggered. Um, And so it doesn't work. And or like, let's say maybe we say um, you you did this. You you can't go play outside. Again, movement is one of the biggest ways we self-regulate and get our brains back together. So not only are you then taking away movement, and this goes for teachers taking away recess, it does not work. Um, we're taking away movement, but we're also saying you're different. You cannot be with those children. Again, we're pushing. We're still – it's not that they're going to think, oh, well, I, I shouldn't do um, – you know, I guess I should eat my vegetables next time so that I can play outside. They're thinking, I'm a reject. I'm I'm wrong. I'm bad. Maybe they're going to get rid of me and I should just pack my bags or, you know, something similar to that effect. That's the message. And then, then you see meltdowns. You see, why isn't this kid getting it? They keep doing the same thing over and over and I'm, I'm doing the things. I'm sending them to their room. We have a chart. It's not working because their brain's different. So coming into my home, I can understand for me to understand this trauma-informed parenting would be critical. And I'm understanding that now. However, how would knowing this impact people that are working within the system? Why do they need to know? Um, They also need to know because... Unfortunately, the ways that we adapt in environments where there is danger, our brains adapt our our amygdala and limbic system and such to protect us. That's its job in various ways, whether that's kind of disassociating, right, taking us out like we're far away, even though we're still there, whether that's um, aggression or ignoring or or manipulate, you know, different things. They work when we're in those environments. When we're not in those environments anymore, our brain still perceives danger, especially in times of feeling safe, because in where we were before, it, when the our primary attachment figure, who we're supposed to feel safe with, was also hurting us. So it's very confusing. Um, so it's important for agency workers, therapists, everybody to understand that you see these behaviors after the fact and it's important that we try to work through them with the child so that we can assure them and reassure them a million billion times and hope they get it. They might not, that's okay, that they are safe as opposed to responding to a trauma response that is truly a fear response, but isn't appropriate for the situation anymore. I don't want to use the word manipulation because I feel like there's a negative connotation, but it's, I don't think it's, it's purposeful, but it's not purposeful. And that's what we're supposed to be protecting these kids. And if they're still having a fear response in safe situations, which is going to happen a lot, we have to understand that and the workers have to understand that so that they can 
do what's best for the child. So that everybody's in the same understanding of what's best for the child. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've talked about uh, defining what trauma-informed parenting is from a household perspective or someone like myself who would want to open my home, and I would need to understand that. And I'm sure that there are resources that I can find to understand and to be trained in this type of parenting, um, which I'm sure you will share with us. But then also from the agency perspective, this has to become more normalized, I would imagine. I believe so. And um, I... I'm hoping and I'm pretty sure that one of our future guests will be of a local agency with the executive director who I have mentioned a couple times, please can I come in and talk to the the workers and the foster families and just, you know, pro bono, just please let me do this and just have, you know, a talk about what trauma-informed is um, because it's not on purpose and I, I think we just... It's something that falls through the cracks. But you find it very necessary. To me, it makes it made everything make sense. Um, I was grasping for straws and understanding, and I'm a therapist. I went to school to learn all of these things, but it's then I'm also in the shoes of a foster parent, and so that takes away all your insight, right? Because you're just thinking with your heart then at that point. Um, but nothing could, ex- I couldn't figure out why or where. And I needed, I just was looking for, my brain is very, if I can understand, then I can move forward in different ways. And I, I was a podcast that I found. I was it's called um, Attachment Theory in Action, Karen Buckwalter. She's so amazing. <laughs> she responded once to a Facebook post. But anyway, uh, yes, so that would be a, a wonderful resource. And that was, I don't even remember how, what I typed in on Spotify, but it landed me to Karen Buckwalter and a, the Attachment Theory in Action. And I think there was a couple episodes I listened to multiple times. And the first time I heard one of them, I was like, oh my gosh and that's you know not only did it just change my perspective with foster parenting but like for therapy as well with children that have experienced trauma it just it opened up it it was like oh my gosh this explains everything Mm -hmm. um so yeah well we look forward to (laughs) to you bringing this information to your audience because we have to remind everybody what this podcast is about. You're coming at this from multi-levels of experience and position. So you're in the position of being a uh, counselor, correct? Mm -hmm. Therapist, yeah. Yep. And then you're also in a position of uh, doing foster care, correct? Yeah. So, and boy, there is a, there can be a gap there. Yeah. With what the brain and the heart... Uh, yeah, because in school, you know, you learn about countertransference and, you know, you have feeling a kind of way about a client, you know, you want to make sure you talk to your supervisor and you work through that or you talk to your therapist and it's very important. But so when with the kids, like the only feeling, the only way I could describe these feelings was countertransference that I was having, but they're not my clients. So I, 
I can't talk to my supervisor and then just push them away, not push them away, but work through it. Like, the, the, you know, and learning to delineate between that this is a parent feeling, mm-hmm. like, because I've never had children before. Like, this is a parent feeling in this setting. And it's okay to feel that way. It's not, you're not in a therapy, like a therapy session setting. And um, thank goodness for my coworkers because they kind of helped me so much and continue to re-explain like this is really what's going on yeah yeah and that's what you're going to be doing for others as we move along thank you for explaining and defining trauma-informed parenting in this episode of thriving chaos how do we get a hold of you marcy you can go on our website at www.graymuzzlemanner.com you'll find contact information there uh, my email also is mtocker, T as in Tom, O-C-K-E-R, at graymuzzlemanner.org. And um, email's usually better, but if you really want to take a risk and give me a call, that number is 610-655-5271. And um, somebody else understands. Yeah. We, do, we, we get it. We understand. So you're not alone. <laughs> Till next time, Marcy. Thank you.